he was just so nice and that's what I mean. Let he us was, try all different kinds of gelato. He had a funny hat on, and he was just telling us all about he the gelato. He reminded me of Steve Harrington at Ships Ahoy. Chips oh my Ahoy. god, he was Italian. <laughs> he was Italian. Steve Harrington. He reminded me of that a lot. Oh my god, he so was, and he had yeah. a tip jar that said, "I think it said Funds to Hawaii, to Hawaii. Fund." Yeah, and I thought that was so adorable. Yeah, we gave him a really big tip. Hey everybody, welcome to A Grade, the podcast where a college professor and a middle school teacher taste, review, and grade America's best coffee roasters, craft breweries, and more. We have new episodes every Monday morning at 7 a.m. And if you want some awesome bonus content, just hop on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash A Grade Podcast. We have tons of behind the scenes pictures, videos, and a full report card of every place we've ever visited and much more. So you can just go on over to patreon.com slash a grade podcast for all of those bonus goodies, sign up, become an a grader yourself, or just click on the link. There should be a link in the episode description, wherever you're listening to this as well. My name of course is Joe and I am joined as always, of course, by hi everybody. I'm Jackie and welcome back to, I guess, part two of our Italian recap, Italy recap experience, right? Yes. Part two of four, where we are going to go through and rate, review, and grade our experience in four different cities in Italy. Basically. The yes. last is kind of a, more of a region, yes. but we'll get to that when we get Absolutely. to it. So last week we did Florence. If you didn't listen to that, definitely check it out because I think it's some good context. We give a lot of really good travel advice, I think. We definitely learned a lot going to Italy and experiencing the transit and which sites are worth seeing and maybe worth ignoring <laughs> yeah what and, to skip and what to do yeah so there's some very practical advice if you're planning a trip to not just italy but some of these specific places such as florence so check out that if you didn't listen go back and listen to some of our other stuff i know it's a little confusing because as i said in the intro we usually do american coffee roasters and craft breweries but of course hey if we're doing a trip to italy we're not gonna not do some grades and we did learn when we were in italy that america is very unique i think in its craft beer and coffee roaster culture here. Yeah, and definitely. And we really did struggle to find any coffee roasters or craft beer breweries like you would find in America. So we, instead of reviewing individual random restaurants, we decided to review the cities themselves and thought that would be a better guide, more helpful and more interesting for our listeners. And I should reiterate from last week going into this week that we are grading our experience more so than the city itself, because depending what time of year you go, where exactly you are, that experience, and therefore your letter grade might be very different. So take our grades with a grain of salt in that sense, because it is our experience. And we were sort of saying that with Florence last week, that if we went a different time of year, the grade might be different for or slightly altered for various reasons. But anyways, I guess you want to get into it, Rome? Yeah, let's get into Rome. I was really, really, really excited to go to Rome because I've heard such mixed things. Yeah, I had the same sort of context going in where so many different people who had gone on all sorts of vacations, family vacations, not family vacations, business, whatever the case, very different opinions in terms of what their experiences are and how they felt about Rome, especially in the context of other areas maybe that they visited in Italy. Yeah. And if I'm being honest, I feel like a lot of the feedback I've heard about Rome just from people that I've talked to here in New York has been that people don't love the city. I was that, fully expecting that I wouldn't love yeah. the city based on what I had heard from some pretty reputable travel resources. And I don't know if other people, listeners have had this experience, but I was going into Rome with not the highest expectations. And where as opposed to Florence, where everyone just kind of raves about Florence. I didn't hear anything bad yeah. about Florence. But Rome, I heard mixed opinions. Some people loved it. Some people didn't love it. So we were going in with an interesting perspective where I didn't really know what to expect or yeah. how to feel in Rome. I was expecting that the history would be awesome and the rest of it would be trash, which there is a trash problem. But we'll get to yes, that. Yes, we when will we get to that. Grade. When we give our grades. Yeah. So what we're going to do is first for the first portion of the episode, probably the first 20 minutes or so, we're going to do a quick recap of the different things that we did when we were in Rome. We'll talk about our kind of daily summaries of what we did each day and some tips and tricks that we learned while we were doing those things, some things that we really liked, some things we'd avoid. After that, we'll go right into our grading categories, which are 
You tell them this time. I do it? Yeah. You're the grading category. I know. I'm taking your job and you're doing mine. It's kind of weird. All right. I expect a pay raise, but yes. uh, Atmosphere and ambiance. Yes. Service. The food. Yeah. And the fourth one is drink. Drinks. Which, again, we would normally do for an American coffee roaster or a craft brewery, but it works for a city experience just as well. Yeah, which we which has been really fun to kind of incorporate our old our rubric that we use for the traditional podcast and use it in this four part series. So you can begin with the recap. Yes. So we had a solid six days in Rome pretty much. And the first day we got there, we had come from Florence. We took train Italia for most of our travels throughout um, Italy when we could. Oh God, was that the one that was double booked yes. on the way to Rome? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was, was a disaster. We and basically got on the train and yes. everybody said, oh, we have these seats. Yes. And then somehow there wasn't a riot. And that was the first experience of among many yes. when I was expecting a riot because I saw there are situations where I saw elbows flying. People were ready to throw down trying to get on Italian transit. It's pretty wacky. Yeah. And I promise we're going to get to the Rome part of this, but that was also the train that we were on that this train was double booked. There was chaos. There was a lot of people on the train. It's really hot. And there is a man using two. Oh, jelly man. Yes. He is using two seats and he has the table completely spread out because he has a like four course meal that he is making of breakfast with literally a jar of jelly, a knife and rolls. While all of this chaos is going on, this dude is reading the newspaper and eating jelly on a roll with like eggs and a bagel. It was Yeah, I don't think that's absurd. an Italian thing for it the was record. Absurd. I don't think it's an Italian thing at all. I think it's a him thing. Yes, it was. Yeah. He did not care. I wish I had that mentality of no But we had to move. F's we had to given. give up those seats because you, you just said I can't do this. I can't watch this. Yeah. It was like 100 degrees. I'm like I cannot watch this guy spoon jelly out of a, a jar, put it on his roll, and then take out two more rolls yeah. while everybody's when he took like, out the where two do more I rolls, sit? And he's just going... <laughs> I'm like, I cannot sit here and watch this guy eat. But <laughs> that was the start of our Rome experience. But from there, when we actually did get into Rome, it was great because we had so much time that we spent the first day exploring the neighborhood that we stayed in. Which is called... Trastevere. Trastevere. Did I say I, I actually don't know how yeah. you pronounce it. We actually... Trastevere. 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 I, I looked up on Google different translations and every YouTube video I watched and every pronunciation guide I saw pronounced it differently. Yeah, I could see but that. But either way, Trastevere was the neighborhood that we we stayed in in an Airbnb and we explored it the first day. Which you definitely shouldn't stay in. It's kind of a trash neighborhood. So avoid it at all costs. Stay on the other side of the river where it's way cooler. Note his sarcasm. It's not sarcasm. I want to go back. (laughs) This is honestly the best neighborhood, I think, in the city. Uh, If you look it up, you'll see either on Rick Steves guides or different people. You know, this is a great neighborhood. It's a very local neighborhood. There's really good restaurants. Big time Brooklyn vibes. Big time Brooklyn vibes. It is a walk to all the major sites, whether you're going to the Vatican. That was really cool. The Coliseum or anywhere. You do have to walk 20 to 30 minutes to get to the major sites. But for us, we loved that. It was totally worth it. This is a vibrant part of the city. Big time nightlife. Great nightlife. Great restaurants. If I were 18 again, I would immediately go there. I I mean, I would move to this city and and be like, I'm going to live here for the rest of my life. And this was the beauty of of having so much time in Rome was that the first day we were able to explore. We had coffee in that neighborhood. We walked up to a viewpoint that, again, like it's another thing that you barely even want to share because it's... Well, that was cool, too, because there was kind of a secret hike through the woods. Yes. And I was sort of shocked because we somehow found woods in Rome. Yes. And it was just this nice little park on an incline up to this fountain that had a pretty epic overlook of the city where you could start to see, oh, that's the Pantheon. That's the Colosseum. Those are just other random ruins. Really cool spot and probably one of the more underrated ones because I had no idea yeah. about it until you showed us and it was right down the block from us. Yeah, and it's it's actually called the Fountain del Aqua Paula. 
Yeah, I think it's a Renaissance fountain. Yes. Yeah. And it has absolutely insane views of downtown Rome where you are actually up really, really high in the hills above the city and you're looking down. And from this viewpoint, you can see the Vatican. You can see the Colosseum really far off in the distance. You can even see like where the Roman Forum is sort of set up. You can see all of Rome, all the domes, all the basilicas. It was really incredible. And again, just like we did in Florence, it was really cool to have a bird's eye view to start before you kind of dive into the nitty gritty of the city. Oh yeah. Big time. I like that about it too. Yes. That first night we were there, we went to a place called Mama Eat, which was... Mama Eat. I'm not going to say every single restaurant we ate at, but I will kind of go over the outliers. This was an outlier because it was actually our first and worst meal i think that we had in rome it was very run-of-the-mill it was very we realized later i think there's a bunch of them yeah and it kind of felt like a chain it was like an like an applebee's version of italian food it was good it was (laughs) fine but it was yeah exactly it was one of those places where you sort of got the sense because there's so many places in italy where it's assumed that the food is fresh yes that's sort of a given you just kind of go in knowing that and if it's not fresh amazingly enough they'll say it on their menus they'll say these foods sometimes are frozen yes. to let you know which is so wildly different than here from here in america where everything's just frozen whatever bullshit there it's part of the expectation of the experience and the dietary reality of how they live so mama eat was the first place i i think i remember yes. eating at where i sort of realized oh this is what's happening in terms of some of these items not being as fresh. It was still good, but it wasn't as outrageously awesome as some of our other experiences. And like I said last week, spoiler alert, going forward, this was probably the only meal in Rome that we had that I didn't think was like really impressive and really outstanding. It was also the first place on the cobblestone streets where cars were literally passing within yeah i don't know what what do they use in in a metric system centimeters millimeters no idea whatever (laughs) uh uh, 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 two american units two inches literally within inches of you and because they just do whatever they ride scooters through the street they ride cars they're walking there's no rules in this country there's live music people walking by playing live music there's yeah the atmosphere and ambiance is is cool i mean yeah this area again Trastevere where we where we stayed and where we ate was really incredible and even if you didn't have the best meal the atmosphere you cannot beat it in my opinion yeah. in Rome it was just wonderful yeah and that's that whole neighborhood every yes. restaurant is sort of like that really cool spot really cool spot so that was kind of our first day in Rome our second day we had a completely free morning which was great And we went to the Colosseum that night and we went to the Colosseum at around 540, which was PM, which was one of the very last appointments that you can make at the Colosseum. And it was really wonderful. Yeah, I think that was when we started to realize as well that most sightseeing endeavors, you want to go either really early or really late. And we typically like really early because you're the first ones there, especially in the summer. It's cooler. It's less crowded. You're not going to be delayed because there's lines of people already there later in the day. And I'm not a morning person, but we said this about the Duomo in Florence. I think if it's a spectacular site, it's worth getting up for, obviously. And it's not like, you know, you have to necessarily go crazy early, but you can do the same thing going later. The problem with that is you can miss things because by the time we went wanted to go to the Roman Forum, which is right next door to the Colosseum, it was closed for the day. They had stopped letting people in. So you, you got to make sure, and sometimes it's not as clear when the hours are, but uh, we made that up later, obviously, going yeah, back. We were really lucky because we did schedule a completely free day at the very end of the trip, and we decided to go back to the Roman Forum that day, which I'm so glad we did because a lot of people do the Colosseum, Palatine Hill, Roman Forum all in one day, and it's doable. Yeah, the Forum is in bi- Palatine Hill of- is bigger than people think, I yeah. think. The amount of walking would have been insane. Yeah. So I would definitely, if you have the time, recommend splitting these two things. Okay. Up. So what's your grade for the Coliseum? The time, our experience, <laughs> the time of day that we went where it wasn't super crowded. We had a lot of shade because the sun was setting. Yeah. It was honestly, for It's also me, cooler in there with something about the stones or marble or what. I think it's, 
I don't know if it's marble anymore because I know they stripped away a lot yeah. of marble over the years. But anyways, something about being inside that stone, this is true in a lot of places in Italy, is it's cooler. They make it's, it keeps like cool, which is really nice. air conditioning yeah. with where the windows are and where so how do you the alleys the are. For me, I had very low expectations of the Colosseum, just like I did in Rome. I thought that the Colosseum is built up so much as this tourist trap, yeah. tourist attraction. But to me, it exceeded all of my expectations at the time of day we went, when we went, how much space we had to kind of explore. It wasn't super crowded. I thought it lived up to all my expectations. I would give it an A of one of the really coolest places I've seen. Yeah, I would give it an A as well because I was so hyped to see the Colosseum. I was so hyped to see all of Rome because that's something I mentioned to you about why I wanted to go to Italy because it was the first place I ever realized in, I think I was in sixth grade, fifth or sixth grade history class and we were going over ancient Rome and I was like, wait, isn't that a place in Italy though? And then I started looking into it and I realized, oh, you can still go there. Some of this stuff is still there. And once I made that connection, it was one of my earliest connections where I really loved history. And I thought, I really want to go to that place and actually see this shit. And so the Colosseum has been in my mind as early as I can remember thinking about travel. And I've traveled, we've traveled so many places already. So talk about being hyped up in my mind yeah, yeah. and getting there. So to me, I explained the experience a little bit different to my brother. I said, it's almost as if it's because it's less impressive than I thought it would be it's more impressive, I, which doesn't really make sense saying it out loud. But I think what I'm trying to trying to say with that is that it's not a huge building. Like it is a big building in of itself, but most apartment buildings are taller. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, Our modern skyscrapers are not. Yeah. You know, the Coliseum isn't even close. Yeah. But there's something, especially if you're a history nerd like me and you love learning all of that and knowing all of that and understanding the context and even just knowing that some people built this thing 2000 years ago and it's standing well half of it is half of it is because you always see pictures of the coliseum and you see the half that's still standing half of the building is gone essentially yeah it, it, it's pretty much collapsed but the superstructure base level is pretty much intact or, or at least most of it is so there's something really interesting about the fact that you can see what it would have looked like in its full form still because that half is still upright but the other half has collapsed i think it collapsed in an earthquake four or five hundred years ago i forget where i read that but it was something along those lines in terms of time frame but just the lasting glimmers of magnificence stands out to me so much and thinking how much more impressive it would have looked at the time and realizing well this is still really impressive and imagine if all the statues were still there yeah. and it was a total complete circle and all the seats were in place and you realize, yeah, you could fit 50,000 people in here screaming as dudes are stabbing lions and fighting bears and there's arrows and chariots and stuff. It's really unbelievable. It's really something that I think, I mean, we'll talk about some tourist traps we did see, I think, in the next week or two. <laughs> but this was not one of them. No. Th this was lived up to all expectations for me. The other thing I would really recommend about the Coliseum is to do your research on your own and do not do a guided tour. No, not, go not necessary. In, yeah, for the Coliseum. Go in. Some places, I think you should. Yes. I don't think the Coliseum is one of them. The Coliseum, you could take your time. You can look where you want to look. And you really get a feel. There's something in the air in well, it's Rome insane. and you realize in the that Julius Caesar was right there. Yes, Augustus and the was right there. Are intact. It's it's really quite an experience that you don't get anywhere in America. You don't get that scope of history here because yeah. we've rebuilt. We haven't preserved our ancient artifacts this way it really and well, we paved over them right we yeah. made parking lots and malls yeah well i gotta get my gear for italy i mean where am i where else i oh, gotta I go to dick's Amazon. sporting goods yeah <laughs> right i gotta go to lowe's and home depot Come obviously on. like right no we made starbucks but i i mean it really was incredible i i agree a for the coliseum and you know what was not an A? The walk home from the Coliseum. No, it was not. Great segue. Yeah. So we what did, happened? So we thought it would be great to walk past the Circus Maximus on the way back to see more of history because we were is, in the mood. Which is the big chariot arena right next to the Coliseum, essentially, along the River Tiber, which, yeah, might as well walk by that. Yeah. Right? As we're approaching it, though, it started to get more and more crowded. 
Yeah, and I said, wow, a lot of people were going home from the Coliseum today. Yes. Uh -uh. I'm like, what's going on? And we're tired. We had already walked 20,000 steps. And eventually we just hit sort of a barricade and there's just people everywhere drinking. And And we learned. We learned. We got mansplained. We got mansplained. We got mansplained. We learned that they use the Circus Maximus as a concert venue. And there was a band called Manskin that is very popular in Europe that was playing that night. And they were not starting that concert until like 10 p.m. And it was like five o'clock. Not really. It was like seven. No, it was early. It was like, oh, yeah, maybe it was was six or seven. Six or seven, which in Italy is a very early time. It's like before (laughs) they even have dinner. They're seating tables in in Rome till like midnight. midnight. It's crazy. Yeah. So honestly, it was really funny because we got stuck in the tailgate of the concert. Yeah. And we had to do this whole crazy loop around. And we wound up adding like an extra, I don't know, mile and a half. Yeah. We were so dead by the time we got back to the Airbnb. But, but what did save us was that night we had our best meal that we had in Rome. Was it o- Othello? Yes. Othello? Othello. Othello. Yes. Othello, I will say, best meatballs I had in Italy. Yes. We had meatballs and I had raviolis. It was one of... It was really good. Yeah. Again, yeah. eat in the neighborhood we stayed in. Trastevere. Yeah. every can't restaurant. You miss with a lot of those restaurants, I were feel. so good. Yeah. But that one in particular had the... Because that's my metric. If you can't do spaghetti and meatballs well... Get real. Yeah, absolutely. And they crushed it on the spaghetti and meatballs. I love when meatballs are sort of moist and soft, but a little sort of well cooked on the outside. I like that contrast. And they they crushed it. They yeah, great meatballs. We had another great bottle of wine. The raviolis were great. And we had rice balls, which is... Uh, what are those called? Spigo... Spiegels? Spiolis... Speak. Uh, I'm. I have it written down somewhere. I mean, we'll I could, get to it. I could just Google it, but anyways, <laughs> we'll get to it. So that is another traditional dish in Rome that was really delicious. They're basically rice balls with mozzarella, and it was a really great meal, a really great day. Yeah, a grade minus so, a minus because of mansplaining. Yes, that's yeah. true. That's true. The next day we did Central Rome. What I think a lot of people will group together is what we did. We saw. The Trevi Fountain, the Spanish Steps, the Pantheon, McDonald's, the Area Sacra, and the Church oh, Saint S- Ignazio. Saint Ignazio, yeah. And wow, it was a really, really great morning. It was really, really hot, but we were able to kind of stick to the shady sides yeah. of the streets. Yeah. And going in churches is a great way to cool down and also to see some incredible, incredible art the, and the churches that they just yeah, have agriculture architecture 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 yeah yes go ahead with churches oh just the fact that they're so casually strewn about the city you just go on a block and you say well that's the biggest church i've ever seen now and then you turn another block and you say well now that's the biggest church i've ever seen and the architecture and artwork inside is just they're all sistine chapels basically yeah it's incredible it's worth walking into every single church that you yeah, can walk it, into as you go past the church peek your head inside because they don't seem to care either no they could be in the middle of mass people are just going in and out yeah it was don't be a jerk like don't go in and start being like, oh look at that oh. and but, then you know they don't mind if you wander in wander out absolutely we had mcdonald's this was where we had McDonald's, which if you're interested in that, we won't get into it here. Just go to our YouTube channel. Yeah, where just we search have. A-grade podcast on YouTube and you'll get our McDonald's a la Roma yes. review. And very quickly, Pantheon, you loved it. I loved the Pantheon. It's kind of simple in some ways. It's a big building, though. Yes. And when I say it's simple, I mean it's a dome. It's a single dome yeah. structure. But the fact that that still exists, and I, I forget if it's the biggest dome of its type, or it was certainly the first and longest lasting for quite some time. But the coolest thing to me about the Pantheon, and it's absolutely beautiful, uh, the the stonework, the architecture in there, but it's a single dome in the middle. And in the, the center of the middle of the dome, they call it the Oculus. And it's this just hole in the ceiling, and it lets in this perfect circle of light that moves throughout the day, throughout the Pantheon. And that to me was, it, it, it looks stunning. It's so impressive. And to think again, wow, imagine if I was in ancient times and I saw this, I would say, yeah, I believe in all these gods, whatever. Amazing. It was so cool. I think I read or you read as well that the floor is the original floor as well. Yes. And again, that's another crazy thing to think, yeah, emperors were walking around here 
priests, common people, everybody, name them. They, they were stepping on the same floor. Something about sitting in there is very, uh, it just kind of slows you down. I think I just sat in there for maybe 10, 15 minutes just sitting. And that was it because you're just so almost overwhelmed by the context of it all. Really cool. Highly recommend. Again, that's another one, especially if it's hot, get too early. I mean, we yes. had the first tickets and we still were online, but we got in pretty quick, luckily. And at the Pantheon, the line is not at all in the shade. So no. there is no relief. So make sure they you get there also People early. were online trying to buy tickets. Yes. And they started to hear from other people up front that, yeah, there are no tickets. You have to buy your tickets yeah. in advance. Well, it depends on the time of year, I'm sure. But if you're going in summer, be forewarned. It's definitely worth making a priority, but you got to plan ahead for that one. Absolutely. So our dinner that night was at another great restaurant in Trestevere. 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 Another great restaurant there called Tonarello. Oh, God, the Rellos. I know. We did go to two restaurants that we got kind of annoyed because they are definitely owned by the same people yeah it's one's called tonarella and one's called nonarella and And, it's the same and when jackie the next (laughs) night we went to nonarella jackie goes i think this is the same menu and And i said so high rated and and i said wait you mean you mean like they have the same items they they both serve ravioli and meatballs and lasagna no no no, it's the exact same printout (laughs) and you were i think you were right yeah so i don't know what was going on with the rellas they were good they were both good but uh, yeah, I felt duped. Yeah, we felt a little duped, which kind of shaded the experience a little bit, but the food was still delicious and the atmosphere was even better. The food in Rome in general was pretty fantastic. Really good. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The next day was our day to explore the Vatican. Oh, God, that shit show. Vatican Day was my worst day in Rome. <laughs> it was so hot. The Vatican is so hot. Well, in the summer again, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not so much that it's hot, it's that it's crowded. Yes. And the inside of the Vatican, I think my favorite part of the Vatican is actually the hallways that you walk through. Right. Throughout the Vatican on the way to the stupid Sistine Chapel, which eh, I wasn't impressed, honestly. I know people are going to freak out that I said I wasn't impressed by the Sistine Chapel. I thought the Duomo in Florence was more impressive. And it's not as if, I don't know, I spent more time in one than the other. I mean, we didn't spend much time in the Sistine Chapel because they were just basically yelling at us to move through. This, I think the problem with it was what I was saying with seeing like the David statue or whatever in Florence is that when there are that many people in a space and we got to the Sistine Chapel and you were sardines in a can where you were literally shoulder to shoulder with people being ushered along and yelled at, You can't stop and breathe and look at the scope of the history and look at Michelangelo's art and the Adam, what is it called? The Adam and Eve one? Oh, the uh, creation of man or something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Michelangelo would, if you were looking down from the roof of the Sistine Chapel and he saw that shit show, he would be like, what are you guys doing? Go home. I know. Why are you here? And it's it's so hot. Yeah. It's so hot in there because there's no air conditioning in in the walkways and there's so much art but there's so many people that it was really unenjoyable do you think that you would have liked it way better if we had gone in say february yeah when it's not as crowded yes i think so too if i had time to look at the ceiling i think so too but again at the same time i still think there's so much else there yeah it's famous it's great but it's not like some of these other famous great places that were crowded. I mean, the Colosseum was still crowded. Mm-hmm. The Pantheon was still crowded. But not nearly as crowded no, as the Vatican. No, I mean, the Vatican was ridiculous. It was that's about true. 10 times the amount of people being yeah, ushered true. through the Vatican. Well, I think what miffed me most about the Vatican was that they were... A lot of places said... So the Pantheon, for example, had a dress code. It was kind of reasonable. It said, all right, you can't wear basically a bathing suit to the inside of the And you, the can't, you have to have your knees and your shoulders covered. I was like, whatever, I can deal with that. The Vatican had very strict rules and it basically said that I needed to wear jeans, which in Roman summer is not in 110 fun degrees. For, I don't know if it was 110 degrees, but it was hot as hell. And I wore jeans. There's tons of people in basically bathing suits. Guys they, are wearing they bathing didn't care. suits. They didn't give a crap. Short shorts. There was more security. This is another thing that I don't like about America. There's a lot of things that I like better about America having been to Italy, but there's a lot of things that I don't. And one of the things I don't 
is that it was easier and way faster to get through security at the Vatican, which I would have thought would be the craziest security of any venue to try to get into. There was way less security there than there was last summer when we went to a Seattle Mariners baseball game. I wasn't allowed to bring my my bag into the Seattle Mariners game. I had to buy a locker on the street to put my small purse in where at the Vatican, I just walked in with nothing. I was in the Sistine just, Chapel just, with so a thousand people. I mean, I get security. I, I get that you have to have security, but yeah, the purse thing is so just check the purse. What, what are you going to get drunk and throw things on the field? That sounds hilarious. Whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Americans are just like paranoid for good reasons in some ways, but yeah. overly paranoid in other ways. There, There's almost this unspoken trauma and we haven't really quite dealt or processed it because probably because it's still happening there's still problems yeah. in america that we don't ha- that they don't have in yeah. italy i think america needs a therapist yes. that's what i think <laughs> but who's gonna I pay take, for that pull yeah. yourself up by your bootstraps <laughs> why state don't they use all the student it. loan money yeah state ain't paying for it <laughs> anyways yeah so that was the vatican that was my so, impression luckily that night we decided to stay at home and cook in because we were really tired and really hot from the vatican and that was a really nice relaxing way to end a really busy day yep okay uh, the next day, we went to catacombs, which were Ooh. a little bit outside of the city. So that was cool because I think we took the Appian Way, which was yes. the, the old school, basically main highway, I believe, into the city. And it was cool. It was this old road and old old walls. We got to see the old uh, Roman walls around yes. the city. That was really cool. And the catacombs themselves were awesome. I'm so glad we took the, the ride whatever it was 15 20 minutes outside of the city to go see that yeah and a quick history corner oh do i have to cue the music cue the music oh okay you got it mr editor man it's 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 playing it's playing (laughs) we learned a lot about the catacombs all of the catacombs are outside of the city completely most of them i think yeah most of them yeah well the one that we went to which was the catacombs of saint calexis there were actually eight popes that were buried there throughout the time and one saint. The popes that were buried there were later moved and taken out, but this actual catacomb was abandoned for centuries before it was completely scavenged by barbarians. Well, and they moved a lot of the buried people before that because they said, the guy said that basically barbarians would come and take bones and stuff and try to sell them as relics, right? essentially. So I feel as if I learned probably more history there than anywhere else because I tried to look up what a catacomb is and I knew it was an underground burial, but I, I couldn't make the connection as to what exactly we were going to see until we actually went there. Right. And it makes sense because I do know, uh, at least relatively speaking, a fair amount of history and, and ancient history. And it all made so much sense how it was basically, well, in the early days during the Roman Empire, Christians didn't want to and at certain points weren't allowed to be buried near pagans. So they buried them outside the city. That's how a lot of these catacombs got started. So you explain that way better than me. Good job, History Corner. Oh, God, you roped me into History Corner. Good job. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, that's it. And, yeah. and that's why there were early popes there, because it was back when popes were you know being martyred left and right i guess i don't know and they would bury some of them in these catacombs too yeah and the one we went to there were actually five hundred thousand people buried there and yeah it yeah was we're talking lots of people really, over really the years yeah big catacomb and you, and you could, could see the slots in the walls yes. and you would go downstairs in levels and that's where they would put the people yeah crazy it's it's definitely worth if you have time in rome to kind of go outside the city see the catacombs this is where you do a guided tour yeah. you get really good information you really can't go in without the guided tour yeah it's necessary it's necessary oh, we would have gotten lost yeah and they it's actually terrifying. say that they're like he kind of sure joked stay and, close yeah he's like keep up and i kind of joked because that's something that you would say in america and then there was a certain point where we were at the very back with this old older couple who was kind of going slow yes and we turned a corner and there was nobody there. And I was kind of trying to prod them forward because I'm thinking we need to see at the this intersection if they went left or right. Yeah. Because if they do another left or right before we get there, we might be in trouble. Yeah. But we caught up. We so. did ca- catch up. And that was a great morning. And that morning was followed up by two great meals. I'm going to mention the names of both of the places because I would definitely recommend our listeners, if you're in Rome, check them out. The first one was a place called Le Levian. This is a bakery. 
I don't remember that. We went there twice to get cold brew. Oh, was that they the place? Had yeah. Phenomenal cold brew. Yeah. And phenomenal great, pastries. Great cold brew, yeah. It is a bakery, though. You're not going to get food there. You're going to get desserts. So it was great for like a 3 p.m. pick-me-up. We had cold brew. We had a little Which wasn't a big pastry. thing in Italy, cold brew. But where we found it, they were crushing it. They were so good. And, and that was one of the places I remember that now, yeah. Yeah, so big shout out. Again, this is in the Trastevere Trastevere area. I that's how you say it. Again. And then that night. We walked to Piazza Novana and we went to, we looked around at all the fountains, which are very, very famous and worth seeing. And we did this later at night, which is also worth it. As the sun is setting, all the musicians come out on the streets. So the walk there from Trastevere. Oh, was this to, the place across the river? Yes. Where they were making pasta? Yes. Yes. Okay. So again, going out and exploring Rome at around 8 p.m. with that late dinner the city comes alive. Yes. I've never With people and mosquitoes. seen anything like yeah. it. It was one of my favorite moments of my life was walking through Piazza no- Novana at 8 p.m., walking to dinner, and the streets are alive. Musicians are out. Everybody's out having dinner. People are just happy. Every like It was just such a great vibe. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing worth mentioning is that I think that the laws are basically that you can walk around drinking whatever, whenever, because I know people will say stuff like this as an exaggeration. Oh, yeah, there were people walking around at 9 a.m. with wine. Uh, no, there actually were people walking around at 9 a.m. every day with wine and beer. Yeah. Don't know how or why. And then throughout the day, you would see, it's not as if the whole city was, but you would see people just hanging Everyone's out. Everyone's chilling. Doing whatever. And then as the day continues, you get more and more of that until nighttime. It's just everybody's out raging yeah. which is kind of kind of cool and the restaurant that we went to was called ponte a peroni uh, i i'll take your word yes. for it <laughs> i'll take your pronunciation yeah for it. it's really great they make homemade pasta right there in front of you yeah it's in the middle of the restaurant she's just cranking out pasta which is amazing yeah another incredible meal in rome to end our night Okay, our very <laughs> last day we slept in, we must have been very tired, but we went to Palantine Hill and the Roman Forum. Yeah, which w- took quite some time, so I'm glad we factored in that extra day because we figured, well, maybe we'll see something on the way that we say, oh, I wish we had time to do. And luckily, that was the one that we didn't have time to do the basically first day we were there and we got back to it. So worth it to have a day where we weren't doing this and the Colosseum because we were able to really take our time. We saw all the palaces, the temples, the churches, the statues, the shops. Really cool. So much. It's the old Roman downtown, basically, the the Roman Forum, and it's right next to the Colosseum. It's actually kind of between the Colosseum and the Circus Maximus. Yes. And my favorite spot was the viewpoints up really, really high on top of Palantine Hill where you can see... The whole forum below. Also, if you go to our Instagram, you can see pictures and and video reels of everything we're talking about. So just even if you don't have an Instagram account, I think you can still search maybe on Instagram.com. But uh, just look for a great podcast there. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, I will have this all on the Patreon shared drive. Patreon.com slash a great podcast. Like, share and shamelessly self-promote. And of course, because we love Trastevere. 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 So much. You just kind of trail off with your accent. Just a bear. Because we love that neighborhood so much, we had dinner there for our last night. We found a really quiet spot called Insalada Richa. It was a little off the beaten path. It was a little restaurant in a really quiet area, which you don't always get. It was good. Not great. But it was nice. We didn't have to wait online for food, I which you do a no, lot in Rome. I have no idea, what, which I have no memory of what you're talking about. So it must have been just all right. There was a really... Um, hyperactive waiter. Really? And a baby crying behind us. I blocked that all from my mind. There, I was so hot for so I long think we were in really Italy. Tired. I think I, I think I burnt out some brain cells while I was there. So I might have just purged that memory from my mind because I don't remember that at all. So that was basically our robe experience. Um, summary summarized. You know, we ate a lot. We walked had a, lot a lot. Of, lot. We walked a lot. We sweat yeah. a lot. We saw a lot of history. But man, Rome. So 
four grading categories. Yes. What do you think for the first one, atmosphere and ambiance? You want to start? Yeah, I'll start because I will say it right now and I will say it proudly that Rome was my absolute favorite city that we went to in Italy. I loved Rome. I loved the grittiness of it. I loved the graffiti everywhere. Oh, I forgot about that graffiti everywhere. It's kind of not even that it's accepted. It's almost it. I don't know if it's promoted, but I know from reading about Roman history, it was a big part of the culture. People would do all sorts of graffiti for all sorts of reasons. And you still see people doing it today. I loved the fact that not everybody loves it or <laughs> understands it. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to a city that had this juxtaposition of history and present life all in one. Yeah. Where the streets are so alive with locals and tourists and music and restaurants and waiters and restaurants and bars, but also you turn every corner and see ruins or you walk down the street and you're sitting on a column instead of a bench. Yeah, that it, was that was really cool too. Literally ancient columns that just fell over that people just use as park benches basically. And now. the food, I know that's a different category, but like it does impact my atmosphere and ambiance. I mean, I loved Rome. So I what loved did you think of Rome? The good and the bad. Did you like it? And for me, the atmosphere and ambiance is an A. It was awesome city. And I know you're going to fight that grade, but yep. I loved all the bad parts yep. of it. I loved all the bad parts of it. I loved all the good. Rome was so cool. I want to go back there more than anywhere else that we went on this trip and dive deeper into like the not so touristy spots and see what else the city has to offer. So I agree with all of that, save one factor, which is why I'm going to give Rome an A minus <gasps> because right to my heart. Be, hey, look, most of what you, uh, that was an emotional grade. <laughs> every no, when you're right, you're right, and I think all of that is very accurate. It's an amazing city. I love the. As I said, it was the first place I ever wanted to visit, and it basically lived up to, if not exceeded, my expectations, which is amazing. Um, however, the trash there, man, and people had told me that there's a lot of garbage in Rome, and I thought, yeah, there's a lot of garbage in New York City. So what's the difference? But there was one. There were. And this probably happens more often than we realize. But there was one point where a street was literally roped off with caution tape. And you kind of looked at it and you said, what's happening there? And I said, I think they closed off that street just to bulldoze the trash. And they literally had a bulldozer just pick, <laughs> like pushing the trash down to the end and bulldozing it, it up. If they cleaned up that city a little bit better. And yeah. there were people who would go around cleaning, but they're understaffed. If they if they put a little more effort, a little more uh, denarii into cleaning up that city, I think solid A. But because it's such a party city, that's kind of part of the cost. Yeah, like, there is a lot of like, like I would, cans everywhere. I would people and, watch from the balcony yeah. at 2 a.m. sometimes if I got up to go to the bathroom and you would see just kids dancing in the street in the middle of the night. And then you see them leave a beer bottle on a car or something. And eventually some guy the next day would pick them up, but you don't get everything yeah. in different parts parts of the city, obviously get more attention than others. So yeah, there is some areas that are just apocalyptically trashy. So I'm going to have to give a minus for the atmosphere and ambiance because you know what? I can imagine it being a little cleaner and I'm, I'm there with you. I'm, I'm at the A and then. You know, like I was going to go a minus maybe for the same reasons, but then I was thinking if you love a place or have an experience that you love enough to overlook all the bad where the bad doesn't even matter. And it just to, to me, like what's your trash threshold? How much so trash would there have to Rome be? Is gritty. How That's much trash would there yeah. have to be for you to give an a minus? A foot, two feet, six maybe feet. Maybe if we would have, maybe. What if, if we, you're swimming through it? I think if I would have stayed in a different neighborhood, it would have been a minus. Yeah, that's true. If we were across the river, where yeah. it's a little more kind of just bleh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bleh. City. Yeah. Staying where yeah. we stayed gave me. I did love one other thing. Speaking to the atmosphere and ambiance that I loved was we when we finally got to the Palatine Hill or uh, rather Roman Forum. Uh, and we were walking around, we left and I said, shit, I should have looked up where Julius Caesar was assassinated because I know that it wasn't in the Senate house because the Senate house was under repairs, I think. And it was in a nearby structure. And I said, I wonder where it was, if it was in the Roman forum. And when we got back to the Airbnb and we looked it up, we said, wait a minute, we walked past these ruins. It was actually like maybe a 10 minute walk 
northwest. Random, just and random had, on the street. We had walked past it, and it's just this these crumpled kind of remains, not even a full building. And we said it was kind of fenced off. And we said, huh, that, those are some cool ruins. I wonder what those were. And we just kept walking. It was on the way to the Pantheon and Trevi Fountain and all that. Turns out that's where Julius Caesar was stabbed. <laughs> that's what I mean. You just find crazy stuff like that. And that's really cool for a city. What a cool city. Yeah. So yeah. what about uh, service? I start. You start. Good. Uh, service, you know, it is a city, so it does have more of that kind of city, not like rush mentality, but yeah, sort of. I don't know. I mean, the service was overall pretty good. There were a couple of good, like really good experiences. I really liked the place where they handmade the pasta. The waiter there was super cool. This is sort of what we were talking about last episode where the culture seems a little bit different in Italy when where you sort of oftentimes have a bunch of different waiters who just come by, people do what they need to do when it needs to be done. But yeah, I mean, that was sort of one of the best experiences where you kind of talk to us a little bit where we're from. And that's sort of what we really like is being able to talk to people and, and interact with them. So there, I don't remember there being a ton of that, but in general, everybody who or most of the people who I interacted with were very friendly. They were very nice. They were very willing to put up with me pretending to know Italian. Do you remember the how awesome the guy was that at the gelato place called Elsa? Yeah, and yeah. And he was just so nice and That's what I mean. let he us was, try all different kinds of gelato. He had a funny hat on and he was just telling us all about the gelato. He reminded me of Steve Harrington at Ships Ahoy. Chips oh my Ahoy. God, he was, Ita- <laughs> he was Italian Steve Harrington. He reminded me of that a lot. Oh my God, he so was. And he had <laughs> yeah. a tip jar that said, I think it said Funds <laughs> to Hawaii, go to Hawaii Fund. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was so adorable. Yeah, we gave him a really big tip. <laughs> oh, I came back. I didn't have change on me. And yeah. I came back down from the Airbnb. And I was like, oh, change for you. And he, he said, oh, you don't need to do that. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I do. And I, so what do you think grade wise? Service, I'm going to go, uh, I think especially thinking about, because we're grading this based on our city experience and that could be comparing it to cities in America or anywhere else we go. But also thinking about how it fits in with Italy. I thought it was definitely above average compared to some other experiences. So I'm going to go B plus. I thought it was really a really good experience. And we had some of those very specific little experiences where people were very receptive and open and interested in, in talking to us. So yeah, I thought it was really good. Some really good conversations in Rome. And what took me from a B to a P, B plus. Oh, your B plus too? Was Yes. Okay. From service was the fact that our Airbnb host was so incredible. And oh, yeah. She was great. Met us. Yeah. I'm going to kind of put that in with service. Yeah. No, and that's a great point. Yeah. Met us at the Airbnb, showed us around the apartment, gave us such good recommendations for food. Asked us like where what, to go. What you had planned. What did we have planned? So in case we were missing something. Yes. She had recommend. And she had a whole list of recommendations for all things for us to she check out. Really we didn't. Map. We didn't know the rice ball thing. No. Right. And she told us. She said, "Yeah, you got to get Soup-ly. the rice balls. Souple. 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 It Soup-ly. just came Molto to me. Souple. Souple. Yeah." yeah. Simply yeah. is amazing. Yes. So I that that gave me a B plus. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh so that leads us to food. Food. Food, what do you think? So I'm normally a really harsh grader, to be honest. And my when we go back to grading craft beer breweries and coffee roasters, I think my grades are gonna be a lot lower. Oh but yeah, big time. I can't imagine giving Rome anything less than an A. I think that our food in Rome was again my favorite of the trip. We had so many good meals. I mean Othello, Ponti, and Peroni, yeah. uh, the bakery, Le Levian, the coffee things that we had. The gelato place. The gelato yeah. place. I mean, Cacchio Pepe. Su- su- how many times did we have Cacchio Pepe, which is cheese and pepper, a pasta dish that I really didn't find anywhere it's else. It's so simple, but it's so good. It's pasta with cheese and pepper. Every meal was homemade. Every single yeah. meal was homemade. Homemade. Um, also, remember the, we went to Gisilda? Gisilda the, the pizza place little, pizza. little pizza place on the corner you get a beer you get a bunch of slices no flop and the food Ama- amazing probably i think that was my favorite pizza in italy yeah it was i had the zucchini pizza and yeah, the, it was good and the prices in rome are cheapest so prices yeah cheap you can get such good high quality meal for so inexpensive same like florence kind of yeah but i thought the food in rome was even better than florence i, I thought so too and yeah. for me it was definitely an a it's my i think it's the best food city i've been to in my life i've never been to a place where every meal was as good as it was all right you convinced me i'm gonna go a for food 
Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 mean, I would you can't just, beat it. I would just be being an asshole if I said, oh, well, you know, I would have liked more uh, souplies on every corner. <laughs> Free like, no, souplies. Go to hell. Like, and, and suck I'm, an egg. <laughs> suck a Roman egg. Suck a, suck a Roman goose egg. <laughs> what? You, and, you still don't believe me about the Roman goose no. eggs? Okay. <laughs> And I think that there are a million other restaurants that we didn't even get to try that are probably just as good. Yeah. All right. So that leads us to drink. Yes. You start us off. Uh, Drink. So, uh, mm, okay. They're, I, I'm, I, it's all coming back to me now. As soon as I said drink, I was like, blah, 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 processing, processing, because I have to think about the wine. I have to think about the beer. There was not a lot of beer, but the Peroni is really good. Obviously, it's, it's fresh there. Um, I remember having really good wine. Coffee, though cold brew so the cold brew was outstanding some of the best cold brew i've ever had Yeah, definitely a great cold brew however we did go to a coffee roaster <gasps> i think it was a coffee roaster. we found one coffee roaster i forget what was it called barnum barnum and man oh i'm so glad you brought this up man, i didn't bring it up in the recap man so one of the things we obviously if you you're listeners of the podcast you know i look for pour overs which is an open vessel brewing method a lot of people have different opinions on pour overs. I love them when they're done well. When they're done well, you get such a fresh experience of specific types of beans. Whatever. That's why I look for them. I think they're great when they're done well. When they're not done well, it's basically just like a house strip coffee, getting a regular black coffee. So sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. If they know what they're doing, it's definitely worth it, in my opinion. We saw that they offer pour overs. So we go and... It's a little busy. I kind of have a cutoff if a place is busy enough where I say I'm not going to order the pour over just because it takes maybe uh, to do it. Well, it takes five to 10 minutes probably to set everything up and actually brew it. And if it's super busy, uh, I don't want to be that guy. This was right at that border. And I said, you know what? I'm in Italy, though. I'm going to order it. They have it on their menu. And I'm of that mindset, too. If you're not going to do something, don't have it on your menu. It shouldn't be on your menu. That's false advertising. That's really fair. Well, and you know what? Like episode one, wood fired bagels. Oh God, you're going back to the coffee peddler. One, but you know, you know (laughs) what? If if you feel as a business, hey, we're only going to do it when it's slow. Say that on your menu. Put an asterisk. Say pending, you know, however many busyness or something. I don't know how to phrase that. I would be fine with that. That's fine to me. And if you don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. Whatever. And that's basically what happened. I asked for the pour over, and the guy said, "Oh, which one do you want?" I said, "Well, I'll try that one." And he goes oh, well, it's really not any different than the house strip. And I said, really? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Again, some people will argue it is the same thing. I argue if you know what you're doing, I don't buy that because I've had, I don't know how many pour overs, how many roasters have we been to? A hundred? Between the podcast when we started and and our road trip where we would go to another couple of roasters every day. I've had all variety of pour overs and I, I I just don't buy that if it's done really well. No, it's it, trying to get one over on us. No, it's I mean, it's fine. It's like he didn't want to make it. Yeah, because what whatever, either he felt like he either just didn't want to deal with it because they were busy and or he doesn't think that it's as good. He doesn't either know how to do it or he thinks the coffee isn't good enough to do it. Whatever the case is, I wound up getting just a regular drip coffee and it was not good. My latte, if you uh, not latte, my cappuccino, great. if you remember, it was so undrinkable that I threw it out and it we went great. to we went to a place by the Vatican and got real coffee that we liked. Yeah. So I don't know what to say. Sorry, Barnum. I was, it just wasn't good. Yeah. I don't know. What to tell you. It's nothing personal. <laughs> it I, just wasn't good. I've had hundreds, thousands of coffees from America to Italy, and that was not good. It coffee. just wasn't good. So what are you going to do? Um, so that brings down my drink rate a little. That's to say that my drink rate goes down a little. So I'm going to go overall. I mean, again, you can get a great espresso or cappuccino pretty much anywhere that you go. And there's plenty of it everywhere. And I liked everything else. So I'm going to go A- minus for drink. I was going to go B+, plus only because I felt like nothing really stood out to me drink-wise. Where the cold brew. The cold brew did. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it was outstanding. I thought it was, I thought it was so, great. We, I, I also remember having some awesome cappuccinos there. Some really good wine. Yeah, really great wine. Yeah. So, so maybe it should be an A minus. No, you said A minus. I said B plus. Oh, you did? Yeah. <gasps> but I, oh, feel I said like A minus. It could be A minus yeah. or B plus. Like, that's really okay. fair. All right. So, what do we got for final letter grades or for our tally? Okay. So, final report card for atmosphere and ambiance. Joe gave an A minus. I gave an A. 
first service. Joe gave a B plus. I gave a B plus. For food, we both gave an A. I think we were supposed to put fireworks in there. Oh, no. Don't make me do it. For drinks, (sighs) Joe gave an A minus. You have no idea how long it takes to edit this stuff in. (laughs) Hours. I'll write it down for you. No, you won't. You always say that. (laughs) I write it down and then I never tell you what what I wrote down. Let me do the thing where I scream into my shirt. (laughs) Okay. Yes. (laughs) So overall, do you know your grade? I know my grade. Three, two, one. I'm between two. You got to pick the one in your heart. You you know how this goes. Okay. You got to go. You got to go with your gut, just like the Romans did. All right, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Yes. Three, Three two, two, one. one a, a minus. Really? Yeah. I am shocked. Do you hear the tone of my voice? Did, you, you, you thought I was gonna go A, right? I thought you were gonna go A. So I was going. I'm shocked. To, I was going to go A, but no, I'm not okay with this. I'm arguing with you now. Why? You should have gone A. How did you not go A? You said it's your favorite city. It so is. you can now you can now never give every city you've ever visited is A minus or less. Well, what if I find a city that I love even more than Rome? I don't think you will. Well, every city that I visited should be A minus or less. Ah, <sighs> yes. Like I can't think of a city that I would give higher than an A minus. Like I think Florence and Rome are my two favorite cities I've ever been to in the world. They're pretty they're pretty sick. We kind of I, we kind of picked like the best cities. <laughs> Like we're starting, start we're starting with the two best cities. Like I wouldn't give a minuses awesome. this easily, but I also would rank Rome higher than Florence. Interesting. Even so, they're both a minuses. But, but we're also grading it based on our experience, our experience. and I think a minus makes a lot of like sense. The to Vatican. Me. Well, again, it's an a minus for my experience going to Rome in the middle of the summer. If we did that in say maybe a nicer weather time of year, maybe May. In the spring when it's a little cooler, I might be able to overlook the trash right. like you and give it an A. So I think that's actually, again, a really important distinction that yeah. the A minus is it's our Rome experience for going when we did, how we did. And again, if we did that or you do that very differently, different time of year, different amount of days, different area that you stay in, different sites, your letter grade might be very different. It might right. be in a similar range more often than not. It's not as if everybody who goes to Rome is going to say they're nuts. It's an F grade city, but that's sort of the importance behind the variety of factors, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like a minus for me was appropriate, even though I love Rome and I would recommend everybody go there. Yeah, I think that's fair. That's so that's an a minus for our Rome experience by a grade podcast. Last thing real quick. uh, Best thing you would recommend favorite thing from Rome. Ooh, favorite thing from Rome, like for people to go do? Yeah. Um, That's really tough. I would say if I had to pick one, I mean, it's so easy or cliche to say, oh, just go to the Colosseum or it's whatever. It's not. That, go, it's go worth it. You're saying that it's worth it. I would say um, because those are the obvious things, I would say maybe something a little less obvious is to what we said earlier. If you see a church, go inside of it. What a great recommendation. Because you... St. Ignazio. The one St. Ignazio that we went into, I from the outside, you see it and you think that's a pretty cool looking church, but you're so sort of sensory overloaded by all the amazing architecture. That's like right by the Trevi Fountain. It is, yes. That it sort of didn't even register. And I almost didn't go in and you luckily said, let's go, let's check it out. And we went inside and I was just blown away. It was by far the most magnificent church I've ever been to, including ones in New York City, like St. Paul's, which are still obviously And the Sistine amazing. Chapel. Sistine Chapel. Yeah. So if you see a church, go in it. That's my advice for Italy in general, because we had that experience at other cities throughout Italy, but certainly for Rome. So what do you think for thing you would recommend? I would recommend, say, to stay in the city that we... <laughs> can't pronounce just the, the, the town the neighborhood yes the neighborhood trustavery and i would recommend an off the beaten path thing take the walk up to the piazza by the fountain in trustavery yeah. and you will be blown away by the views of downtown rome it is a must see in my opinion i agree with if that. you yeah. only have three days in rome do it on the day that you have dinner in in trustavery neighborhood don't skip that you heard it here you heard it here all right. Well, I think that's it. That's Rome, baby. That's Rome. When yeah. in Rome. Awesome city. I mean, I'm so glad that we organized it the way we did too, starting in Florence, going to Rome, and continuing next week to... <laughs> the beaches of Sorrento. The beaches of Sorrento. So that's going to be an interesting one because it's quite a gear shift. Yes. 
we're headed south now. We are going south. We're going into we're new going and strange territory. To the sing song south. The sing song south, baby. Dad says. The sing song <laughs> south, y'all. It's right though. It's it's very it's, true. It's different. We are going south, south, south to heading our way to the Amalfi Coast. Yep, but Sorrento but first. stop in Sorrento. So I would definitely... Uh, well, thank you for listening, first of yeah, all. Yeah, th- I know this was a long episode, but yeah. Rome, there's so much Rome to say. Rome was worth it. We'll try, to, we'll try to keep it shorter next yes. week. Uh, <laughs> thank you, patri- patrons, Patreons, whatever you are. are you, you're, in, you're, in a, you're in Italy mode called the patrons. They're patron saints. Our okay. Patreon saints. <laughs> Patreon saints. Thank you, our Patreon saints. <laughs> Um, We've been in the Catholic catacombs. We couldn't do it without you. I'm about to use your donations to buy a new plug that exploded last last month in in Rome, actually. (laughs) So, yeah, if you want to help us, uh, become a Patreon yourself. Become an A-grader, an A-grade Patreon. Uh, One last time, patreon.com slash A-grade podcast. Great bonus content. You also get free entries into all of our contests, our merch giveaways, which we are having, um, I think, for the next couple of episodes. If you can guess which place we are going to review after our fourth and final installment of our italy recap we're going to do an episode after that fourth one if you can guess where in america we we are going to go review i'm not going to say if it's uh what type of place it is but think about where we are in this italy experience and where we could go in america if you can guess what place we would go to review and you you're the first one to guess right you're going to get a free merch mug yes so if you're a patreon member i'm going to allow you two guesses Great. So you'll get two entries. Two if entries. You're a if you're not a member. Patreon member, you can still enter one guest. Either DM us on Instagram, direct message us on Instagram, your guests, or email us, agradepodcast at gmail.com. And we'll announce the winner on the podcast before we yes. review. So you got a couple weeks. You, got you a have a couple weeks. weeks. And if nobody guesses it, then we keep the merch. So get your or guesses you can in. buy it. <laughs> it's not that hard. You can get a free, free, even if you don't like the podcast, who. Why wouldn't you want a free mug? Yeah. You got to be crazy. Yes. It's free stuff. Yes. All right. Sounds good. So uh, until next time. Until next time, Arrivederci. Stay safe. Be well. Drink well. And uh, ciao. Ciao.